Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's episode 49 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I am joined by my former classmate, the wonderfully talented Chloe Johnson. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Getting there is what's I'm, happening. I'm I'm great. Yep, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like we're really struggling. You're like, I'm great. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not staring into the void. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me neither. Me neither. Um, I'm, I'm just so busy. This is the thing, like because I was so busy during lockdown and things, but I didn't have to leave home. Mm-hmm. Like I was very much busy within, oh, I've got three podcasts that I'm recording today. But now I'm like, today I've went, uh, I had to go and because exclusive drama school dropout merch is coming. Um, I had to go and look at some of the stuff that people have done. I I missed my contact lens appointment. <laughs> Can't wait to go and oh, reschedule no. that. <laughs> And then I had to be back for this. So it's like, yeah, now I'm just like trying to get myself back into the world of being busy outside of home. And it's yeah, a little totally. bit. I mean, yeah, exactly. I totally relate to that. I mean, like for me, like just having finished Fringe and like just moving house, it's we're getting there. Like you must you said, be tired. I'm so tired. I just I just need a good eight hours sleep and some nutrition. <laughs> oh, like, you like I'm just not a fan of early mornings at the moment. And obviously I'm back at uni, so I'm doing half seven every morning. And like mm. I'm getting like other things that I have to do on like my days off. And I'm like telling people like I have any availability. But then I'm like <laughs> sort of secretly hoping like nobody's gonna hit out with like a really stupid o'clock. And I just got a um, message back for a meeting. They want to do it at seven o'clock in the morning. Yay! <laughs> and I'm like, no. The early bird catches the worm. Isn't that what oh. they say? <laughs> do you know what? I'm all right for catching worms at the moment. <laughs> like, I'm just so like, because after I've done a week at uni, because it, because I'm in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So basically... Mm. I have to be up at half five on a Tuesday because I have to sort all the podcast stuff for it coming out at seven. So then I do like half five and then I finish uni at four, then I'm back. And then like, I've always got something to do. I'm always editing. I'm always like trying to get guests. It's just genuinely, it's a lot like, and I can't wait for um, the rehearsals to start for this is where we get off because then it's just going to be another big massive play or uh, another big massive issue on my plate that I've got to deal with um but, but let's jump really right into it things. yeah yeah no I'm absolutely bad genuine it sounds like I'm complaining I'm really not <laughs> I am genuinely living my best life like I am uh, fully um what do you say supporting myself with my creative projects mm. now like I'm in a very lucky position, very aware. And do you know what? Like, it's really, I'm having the best time of my life. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. But when I left uni, which is where me and you met, I never imagined myself in this position again. Like, didn't ever really think I was going to return to acting. Mm -hmm. But But look at you now. Look at me now. Not acting at all. (laughs) 
Yeah, but you're getting there. You're doing your own things and you're doing what's making you happy. Directing, podcast, producing. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing what makes you happy. Oh, 100%. Um, but let's jump right into it. What I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be a professional role. Anything you want to talk about? Oh, man. I was angel number three in the wiggly nativity. Yes. <laughs> for that. Um, yeah. So I, I did drama, obviously, like in primary school. Didn't really think much of it. Got to secondary school and I took it as a subject and I really enjoyed it. Um but I I kind of felt I needed more than just uh, doing it in school. So I joined, um, just as a hobby, I joined uh, a theatre group, uh, like a, a local youth theatre group. And from there, I just started meeting people and started getting on contacts um, to get on projects. So my actually, one of my first things I ever did, um, this sounds like such like a me blowing my own trumpet, but it totally wasn't, um, is that I was actually a National Theatre of Scotland's uh, Nothing to See Here. We were part of a community oh, cast you for that when I was like 11. So that was already like throwing me into the deep end. Um, and from there, I just, I really got a sense of just how amazing the theatre could be because that particular project was such an immersive theatre promenade piece. Yeah. Um, so even at that stage, I was like, this is amazing. I had, there's something in me in my childhood, like it clicked. I just, it was just such fun. You could just play. And I think that's the thing with acting is just, you just get up and you just play mm. and that's it. Do you ever remember the time where you um, sat and you genuinely thought, oh, this could be my career? Yeah, I do. So I remember seeing a local, well, it wasn't just a local, the it was a London. just went by. <laughs> um I was uh it was a, a production that came up came up from London on tour of um a Daphne du Maurier play I think it was Rebecca um and I saw it in our my local theatre and I just remember thinking oh my god that's amazing and it's in my theatre I could do that yeah. I was like I'd need to work really hard to get there but I I could do that. That could be me. And that was, I, I was when I was like 15 and taking a subject. Yeah. Mine wasn't even, like you're saying 15. Mine really wasn't maybe until like two years ago. Mm -hmm. I went to see Romeo and Juliet at the Kings. And obviously at this point I was at Glasgow Kelvin College and I was doing, uh, I want to say my HND. And we'd never really heard of anyone making it big from Kelvin. Mm -hmm. And there was no one really, you never really heard of anyone being like, oh, well, they're on this tour. They're on this tour. And I remember going to see um, Romeo and Juliet with my one of my good friends, Maria Johnson, who gave me the ticket. Thank you very much. And <laughs> the actress has actually been on the podcast. It was Karen Fishwick. And I remember sitting and going through the program as you do before the show starts. And Karen had come from New College Lanarkshire, which is where I'm currently mm -hmm. doing my degree. And I remember just sitting and thinking, oh, so it is possible. Like she'd done her degree at college and she'd not gone the traditional, you know, arts ed, uh, conservatoire, uh, struggling to think of other drama schools now, Guildford School of <laughs> Acting. And it was sort of just, you know, like, oh, so I can do this. It is possible. Like, do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I mean, similarly, even actually when we were at university together, I remember like about a month or so in, I saw... Um, a production of Frankenstein by Rona Monroe. Yeah. And um, I knew a couple of people in the cast and I I was just amazed by like what they did with it. 
Um, and again, I think that was actually at the King's Theatre in Edinburgh. And yeah, it was like, it was just that thing of like, that could be me in a few years time. Yeah. I, it, I can do that. I need to work to be. get there. But it, yeah, I w- I'm, yeah, it was. I really had this moment. I was watching it and I was like, that will be me. Mm. I, I will do that. Not just yeah. a, it wasn't just a pipe dream anymore. So also, um, congratulations on graduating. Thank you, thank you. I mean, one of us had to. <laughs> well, hey, you can't say that anymore because now you're back at I school. haven't graduated yet. There's still time. Ah, you'll get there, <laughs> you'll get there. <laughs> There's still time. I could become a double drama school dropout. <laughs> you need to change the name of the podcast then. Well, everyone, like a few people said to me I might have needed to change it now and I was like, no. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm like technically no longer a dropout but yeah um let's talk about uni um so y- y- i think you went the same sort of direction as me you done your hnd and then went to uni am i, am I right in thinking that yeah what was the biggest lesson that you learned while you were at uni oh that's a good question um i'm also I very mean, aware that well you texted like, me oh. earlier and said can i have some of the questions <laughs> and i i like what's that word what do you mean when like you say that you've done it on purpose I purposely (laughs) (laughs) I purposely Uh, left this uh, a few out because I I I don't want you to think about it too much no that's a good one I think honestly aside from obviously like the acting techniques and everything I think just having confidence in myself and just going you know what put your ego aside put what you think about yourself aside and just as I said just play just have the confidence to just try and explore something and I think that really as soon as I let go of that fear that was holding me back suddenly my acting really improved because I no longer gave a shit about not even what people thought what I perceived them to think because actually when I spoke to them they didn't think about that at all it was all in my head so I think when I just let go of that fear. Love a little bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, like just get rid of that imposter syndrome and just leaning into it. Yeah, yeah. it was just just having belief in myself, yeah. It's always fun, isn't it? Like I I am I, I look back at my time at uni X, as we'll as we'll call it. <laughs> and I, I've got a lot of regrets and a lot of things that I wish I would have went about differently and things, but dropping out was the best thing I ever done yeah and I think it's one of those things that you know there's no one way to skin a cat no uh and you know your path works for you Uh, yeah yeah. but what I do like to tell people and I put a tweet out about it a couple of weeks ago when I was starting back at uni dropping out is a very taboo thing like people think it's going to be the end of the world people are going to be disappointed in you and I just wanted to sit out there and tell everyone that you know what right see if you're struggling at uni you're not having a good time and your mental health is deteriorating the best thing that happened to me was dropping out. As soon as I said those words, mm-hmm. I'm leaving, the, a massive weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, you know what? 100%, I'm so yeah. glad I'd done this. Um, but how has it been back over the past year? Because obviously I left in January 2020. And then two months later, a little thing called um, lockdown came along. What was it like finishing your degree? in lockdown did you get a physical show um yeah so it was it was certainly interesting but I think what really gave me hope was the fact that everyone really pulled together to make sure that um we all could have the best experience possible despite being at home for half the term time I'm really happy to say that we did actually get to do our previews in well it was in front of the lecturers we couldn't have a full auditorium to get marked on um, and then what one of our other shows, because we do two of you do your fringe preview and you also do another one. And so we actually it was 
quite an amazing experience um, looking back on it. Uh, we did a Zoom production instead. So we had green screens, microphones, all these fancy cameras and everything of, so I was involved in the permanent way, which is about um, the privatization of the railways. Um, I saw a lot of um, of stills of people standing in front of Downing Street and things over social media, which... Yeah, yeah, it was, um, so it was green screened backgrounds, we could all the same backgrounds, and then they all edited it together. Um, And that was, that was amazing to kind of have to work in such a totally different way, but the play really lended itself to how we presented it, so it turned out really well. There's a lot of plays that have really become, um, like, have come to the forefront because they're so easy to do online, like Chatroom by Ender Walsh, like that Mm. has been done by every, like, I think every drama school in the country did Chatroom last year. Um, Yeah. But it's looking up. Hopefully, if the guidelines currently go the way, um, we'll be in the theatre this year. So I'm absolutely buzzing and terrified at the same time (laughs) to get back into it. Then now what I want to ask you is a little fun question. What is Mm -hmm. uh, your favourite line of dialogue that you've ever got to say? Oh, man. It doesn't, like, mine holds a thick... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of... um... Like Macbeth, you know what it was. Um, yeah, you know what it was. It was, it was pantomime. I was playing Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, and I got to click my heels three times and go, "There's no place like home." And I don't know. It was we had. There's one audience that really stuck out because we had like an 11 day run of it. Um, and this we had a couple of, like we had like school groups come in, and when I did it, I was like, "There's no place like." Home. We decided to end the pantomime just when she goes home. Uh, instead of showing her right at the end uh, when she's back in Kansas. Um, and I was like, bye, boys and girls, bye. But, and then I did the There's No Place Like Home, and this little kid ran up to me and like just gave a, me a huge hug on stage. And I was like, oh, my heart's breaking right now. <laughs> this is so... I'd have been like that, get off the fucking stage. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it was so sweet, because she was like, I'm going to miss you so much, Dorothy, get home. <laughs> and I was like... I don't know, it just really showed me the impact that theatre can have on all ages. It doesn't have to be, you know, really deep drama to just really make an impact and just, you know, uplift folks. So, yeah, Uh that was a really special moment for me. So, talking about The Fringe, you did um, Wishlist at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And we were talking about this earlier your previews are your sort of final university assessment and because of the situation that is going on all over the world um they were done slightly different and from what i could see you were rehearsing with masks on and you performed your previews with visors on how does that work in a rehearsal space where you can't see the bottom half of someone's face? Oh, terribly. <laughs> so actually, a funny story. Um, it was actually at the previews. So the staging we were on for the actual fringe and we didn't have to wear masks for it, which was fantastic because obviously you can just read someone's face a lot better. You yeah. can get better reactions. But for the previews, uh, unfortunately, the legislation was that we still had to wear visors, which, you know, understandable. Um, but, oh, I'm not so... 100% like... Um, <laughs> I am all for wearing masks and staying safe, but I think it yeah. becomes very stupid. People may have seen me pop off. I mean, this is going to be maybe like a month or two ago on Twitter now. But <laughs> now um, there was a rule that was going to be introduced in Scotland. If actors were going to be more than one metre close to each other, 
they were going to have mm-hmm. to wear masks on stage and I just think it's the stupidest thing in the world mm. yeah I'd have to you'd have to really work around that mm. one and don't yeah. get me wrong like if I'm going to Asda or anything mask on all the time like mm-hmm. I'm not a COVID denier I'm not an I'm double <laughs> get your vaccinations if you haven't already um <laughs> So yeah, it, it it's just a weird one for me, and I, I don't particularly know how it would work. So, but obviously, carry on. Yeah, I interrupted. Yeah, you. well, I I suppose no, it's fine. Um, I, yeah, I suppose one would just have to work around that one or see if you could use things with visors. So the the staging that we had for previews, as I said, we were wearing visors, um, and the lights were really glinting off of them. And in the final part, uh, well, I guess it's not spoiler alert anymore because we, we've finished the play. You can read it online if you want yeah. to. Um, so at the very end of the play, uh my character's brother burns his hands really badly and so the only thing that she's got in the house to treat it is cling film now the cling film so for context uh we had these wooden hollow boxes that we could store our props in on stage and uh so in the heat in the moment I'm supposed to be like really you know panicked and I'm like okay cling film cling film have to find cling film so I run over and the way because the inside of the box is really dark but the way the lights are hitting my visor I can't see anything and I'm like cling film Cling film. Cling film, where is it? Like, I was actually really panicking because I couldn't see it and I couldn't find it because everything was so dark. And I was like, I ripped off the visor. I was like pulling things out of the cupboard. And it was really funny because um, the feedback we got was, yeah, the intensity at the end of that scene was really good. I think you really got the physicality and the panicness on that. And my friend who, who plays my brother, uh, my other castmate, Michael, he just turns to me and he went, you lost the cling film, didn't you? You couldn't see it. And I was like, no, I couldn't see it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then what was it like actually going from, obviously we've been in such a a state of, I mean, uh, I don't really know how to word this correctly. Um, Obviously we've been, I'm going to go with this. Obviously we've been in lockdown since March, 2020. And Mm -hmm. there's been so many restrictions on who you can see and who you can't see. What's it then like going and doing a full fringe run? amazing it was so amazing to be back in the space um it just really felt like that question so shitly no it's fine um no it really it really felt so good to just be doing what I want to do in front of a live audience because I I think that was the thing is that audiences because Fringe last year had been unfortunately cancelled due to the pandemic and it was a lot quieter this year I think obviously because with international um yeah you know, flights maybe not being quite as available or whatnot. So it was a lot more of a Scottish local audience that we had in. But you could just tell everyone appreciated the fact that we could be here and just do it. So the audience was all really receptive to the fact that they were able to see live theatre again. We were really able to react off of a really nice live audience and all our audiences every morning were fantastic. So, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a little bit odd, you know, obviously like being indoors without a mask on and just, you know, getting used to that again but once you did it was just fantastic yeah absolutely fantastic so what's next now that you've done the fringe and you're signed to an agency are we going to be seeing you on river city anytime soon i'm hoping so (laughs) Um, (laughs) still waiting for that call um but uh i am hoping to um obviously get cast and view things and work with my agent um so just currently in the process of you know now starting to contact other 
casting directors and build rapport with them. And then also myself and the rest of the Bonestruck Theatre Company, who were the company that we created to perform Wishlist, are now looking at Fringe 2022. And soon, well, by the time this gets aired, we'll probably already be started. So keep up with us on social media. So are, are you <laughs> um, actually going to carry that on? Yeah, we are. We do intend to. So, yeah. Because I know a lot of people are just like after after the sort of uni is done yeah. like, right well we're done we, now. we had we had a discussion and we decided that um how we would maybe our business model might change a bit but yes um at the core of it we still do want to create our own work and you know um make theater that we really want to be mm. in and see so yeah did you get paid at all for the fringe no because it's a student project um because it's still it? technically it's I mean, not really. I mean, the entire thing was subsidized, which most people can't say. Um, and yeah, so, you know, it was still an incredible opportunity, regardless of the fact that it was volunteer. Well, it wasn't even volunteer because as I said, it was um, through the university. It was technically yeah. part of our course. So, yeah, I, I wasn't fussed about that. <laughs> it was an amazing opportunity. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'd have been like, can I have my friend money, please? <laughs> um but we're gonna play a little game now and it's called stage right or stage shy um we'll we'll lift the the iron curtain up here for a second this is the third time we've recorded this podcast um so, <laughs> chloe knows well what is about to happen um but for i any, do indeed <laughs> anybody that's listening for the first time um you can send us stories um about your craziest drama school uh theater it doesn't have to just be drama school and um, your craziest theater related moments and we will play a game and it's so we've got three stories two of them are the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth they are stage right and then one is a big fat lie and they are stage shite and the stage shite one comes for our lovely gorgeous producer heather who at the time of recording is currently in bed with covid so you know fingers crossed for us because we are about to start directing and producing this is where we get off so um yeah fingers crossed that everything goes well and sending you big love hev and hope you're getting better soon don't worry, I haven't been around her. I'm still, I'm still healthy <laughs> and fine. So yeah, stage right or stage shite. So um, the answer is in a sealed envelope, so we can play along together. Number one. Perfect. I was doing an Amdram show, and I got to. I should probably also say these are new stories. You don't have the same ones as last <laughs> time, in case you like were trying to remember. Um, number one. I was doing an Amdram show, and I got to wear this gorgeous white dress. But towards the end of the week. I decided to start the prep for my 30th birthday, which meant fake tan. But what I didn't anticipate was the amount I would sweat under the stage lights. And at the end of the night, the armpits inside of the dress were orange. And the company that we hired the costume from weren't very happy. Oof. Number two, during the get in for, our, for my last ever college show, I was carrying some rostra with one of my friends. And without any notice, he let go of the rostra and it slammed into my shin. It hurt. But I thought I just need to get on with the show because I was playing the lead. But the pain did not subside. The rostra was so heavy and dropped with such a force that it broke my leg. I don't know how I didn't realise as soon as it happened, but I got through a full show. Just call it adrenaline. <laughs> Number I've heard three, of that happening to someone before, actually. I mean, I fell off of a rostra and hurt my ankle at the beginning of a play and was like, I need to carry on. Mm-hmm. I, I had a mate who, who he um, was in, I can't remember which production it was in, but 
he tripped over like a, they were doing a dance number because it was musical theatre and he tripped over one of the basket props on stage and he tripped in such a way that he actually broke his leg and I was oh. like I hate to laugh but the irony is something else yeah. than that. Um, number three and this one is spicy this is spicy um, I'm just gonna warn everyone oh, a bit of foul language so you may want to skip it but number three I studied musical theatre in college and once during tech I accidentally cut the mic on one girl who everyone knew was a cunt during her solo song open brackets it was the first time I had done tech and didn't really know what I was doing close brackets she was really bitter about it to be honest and during our showcase two years later in front of industry professionals and agents I had to drink a slushy open brackets I was doing a song from Heather's close brackets and I thought it tasted odd but I just kept going and just didn't take a second drink after the showcase, she took great pleasure in telling everyone that she had pissed in my cup and I had drank it. She was an utter bitch and she made her West End debut before the pandemic. So sometimes cunts don't get what they deserve. Oof. <laughs> wow. I would not be writing into podcasts about that. I would be writing to the police. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, wow. Can you... I'm like... I think all of these could be lies, to be honest, because surely you're going to know that fake tan is going to bleed. And then could you do a full show with a broken leg and it not hurting? And I mean, I don't know if somebody would piss in someone's cup. Hmm. Fake tan, I could actually see that being accidentally thing. Like if you put it on, then, yeah. oh shit. That I could see. I think that's true. That's the most realistic out of the three. Yeah. Broken leg. I don't know. I know some people was like, well, I'm a bit of a horse girl as well and us horse girls are crazy and like we've got ridiculously high pain tolerances yeah but could you walk about um, for an hour on stage with a broken leg ah yeah see well it depends on the break because if ah uh, yeah i don't know somebody that just dropped a rostra into your shin yeah i'm not well i mean maybe if you were really like i've just got to grin and bear it i don't know do you know hmm. what? I think I'm going to call the piss one shite part of me yeah i either want to go with the broken leg one or the piss one as shite because either yeah i'm just trying to think i'm yeah i'm 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 gonna go with the broken leg one i'm going for I'm the piss the one so like we can be a little we can be different and edgy yeah. one of us can win because <laughs> do you know what though i would be fuming number one <laughs> number one was fake yep oh my god oh, what well, a horrible person for pissing in their cup well oh god I would be fuming. Few um drama school dropout announcements. Obviously, merch is coming. Um, we've got annuals, hoodies, phone, um, phone cases, all that stuff is dropping very, very soon. Um, yeah, because this is October. Yeah, very, very soon. And um, check out our new website, www.dramaschooldropout.com all that jazz and you can catch up with everything we've been in the press quite a lot which is absolute madness been, um in hello magazine the sun which isn't so good um the metro <laughs> um nme lots of different places and it genuinely it blowing my mind a little bit but last question of the podcast if you were booked to do a one month run in the west end in a two-person show and with no financial restraints you could pick anyone to be in your course uh, anyone in the world to be your co-star who would you pick benzie cumberbatch oh okay like, no thought about that 
<laughs> Somebody oh, thought man. about this since the last oh, time. Oh, I was, I was such a cumberbitch growing up. Um, and just, I've been seeing so That's much. the title of the episode. <laughs> I was such, such a cumberbitch. Oh. Yes, perfect. Yeah, I've just, I've been seeing all of his work on Amazon Prime and just, it's, oh, every time I watch his performance, it's just, it reignites my passion for acting. Like when I saw, you know how we're going, talking about, um, you know, things that made us, inspire us to want to be actors. Yeah. I remember seeing him when I was, I snuck into the cinema when I was 13. You shouldn't probably do that. <laughs> I was so 15. Cancelled. Cancelled, cancelled. Um, but I, I saw uh, his past run where he was the monster in Frankenstein. And that was like one of the first things that I'd seen him in. And I was like, who is that? I want to learn yeah. more about his work. And then I saw him obviously in Sherlock and other things as well. And yeah, just his, just the detail in his performance, it just inspires me. Mm. So yeah, if I could work uh, alongside him, that would be a dream come true. But where can everyone find you on social media? Yeah, so I am on, on Instagram as chlo underscore joe18, uh, with J-O, um, so it's clojo18. I think that's also my Twitter handle. I've got links from one bio to another. Or They'll if you be in just... the show notes below. Yeah, also. <laughs> yeah. If you if you Google me, I'll I'll pop up. <laughs> so, oh my god, that sounds like. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We've obviously recorded this a few times over the years, so we we have kept <laughs> up with each other. But we're both just incredibly busy, and obviously with lockdown, we haven't got a chance to see each other. So it's always nice to. Mm-hmm to catch up because you were one of my favorite people in uni i didn't have a lot of favorite people i didn't have i feel honored that i was one of them (laughs) you know what happened throughout my time at uni and that and like i just didn't have a great time um Mm -hmm. but that's enough said on that because we're we're leaving that behind now um Mm. but yes thank you so much for coming on it's lovely to chat to you and um i can't wait to see what you do next i am a firm follower a firm fan and i'm very buzzing Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been great again. And I'm so looking forward to seeing all the things you do. And there we have it. Another episode of Drama School Dropout. Episode 49 completed. Thank you so much to Chloe for coming on the podcast. And make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And remember, if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know. And if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. I will be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode which by the way happens to be episode bloody 50 we are hitting a massive milestone next week and i'll be chatting with one of america's favorite rapping mathletes so make sure to come back next week and celebrate hitting 50 episodes with us have a lovely week continue to stay safe bye drama school dropout no graduation day for you, drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout.